The War on Men, Part 2. It's the Great Reset on Grand Fork's Best Source, everybody. By the way, our show today brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701 701- Three three zero one two seven three, and call now for snow removal from Executive Properties this winter. All right. Hey, if you have any questions or comments for myself, David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition, or Paul the producer, our number is seven zero one two one three zero eight six three. And again, this uh, show will not be on Facebook or YouTube. But if you want to listen live, just go to gfbestsource.com. If you click the listen now, it's live. You want to chat? You can click the Twitch link in the upper left corner. And we are now on Rumble too. It's posted on the GFBS Facebook page. Now we had some issues with this show last week. If that happens again today, uh, just bear with us. What we will do is we will replay the entire show at two o'clock. If that's what happens again today, um, we're I don't know somebody sabotaging this show or what. But anyway, uh, before we get too much further into the show, let's do it. It's time for our daily segment called "Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me." Here we go. Jokes my neighbor tells me. Um, you know, I'm not saying jokes. Biden is stupid, uh, but if you gave him a penny for his thoughts, you'd get change back. <laughs> I'm sure we all knew that one was coming. Okay, let's start. To, oh, Dale, what'd you think? I got a thumb up on that one. That's pretty good. Uh, across from us, uh, David Waterman, how are you today, David? Well, thank you. How are you? It's good, good, a beautiful good. day. Beautiful day. Is it? Uh, I haven't been yeah, out since about wonderful. seven. Is it getting nicer out? It's, yeah. The is fact, it, the last couple of days has been nice. Smoky? Um, I didn't know it was, uh, you know, it was, I think, yesterday or the day before, now that I right. think about yeah. it. But yeah, right. but I'm just thinking the overall weather. Um, you know, I wear a mask mm, when yeah. I go outside because oh, sure that, you do. that stops yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Paul, the producer, is here. He's in a bad mood today. Uh, don't you love those people that just think it's fun to take a BB gun and shoot your fifty, sixty thousand dollars pickup all oh. to hell? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's wonderful to wake up to. <laughs> Jeepers. We'll find you. We'll find you. We'll, oh, we'll find them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got cameras. Yeah, just wait. Uh, a couple of things I want to talk about. Sleepy Joe Biden's approval rating, according to the Gallup poll, is at 40%. That's where he's been kind of hanging around. He was down in the low or the upper 30s a while ago. Uh, I don't know if you heard about uh, Joe's nominee to lead the National Health Institute. Her name is Dr. Monica Bertagnolis. Bertagnoli. Uh, she has four medical malpractice lawsuits filed against her, and he wants her to be they lead the National Health Institute. Oh, boy. Uh, how about this? Do the names Robert Peters, Robin Ware, or J.R.B. Ware ring a bell? Nope. These were all Joe Biden's pseudonyms for private emails when he was talking about Hunter Biden back in the day. So those are the names he used, Robert Peters, Robin Ware, or J.R.B. Ware. Uh, Governor Burgum, I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, he was asked um, on an interview on CNN, uh, GOP, let's see, he was asked uh, about whether he would consider being Donald Trump's running mate. Uh, Burgum didn't hesitate with his answer. No, I would not. Happy to do lots of other things. A fabulous 30 years in the private sector. A lot of opportunities there, Burgum said. Uh, What I'd like to know is who says Trump would even ask Burgum to run with him. I don't know where they get that from. (laughs) And then uh, finally, a new COVID variant, BA.2.86. They're saying uh, maybe better at causing breakthrough infections. Be better at causing breakthrough infections. I don't know why they'd want it to be better, but um, there we go. That's all I got. Chew on that. (laughs) Yeah, the question, would you be President Trump's running mate? That's kind of a funny question, isn't it? Because he would, and uh, he said, no, I would not. Yeah, yeah, no, he wouldn't because Donald Trump would never ask him. Well, yeah, and, and, and you know, to be honest with you, I don't think Burgum's got a chance at heck. He, I, don't, uh, I really don't. I don't think he's a chance even in North Dakota. Right, right. And, <laughs> in fact, and if, he I, ran for mayor, if he ran for for mayor right now, I don't know if he... Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I I think it would be a good way for him to start moving his way up. Which but, is yeah, clearly what he wants to do. Pretty pretty big jump. I think that that's the whole... I mean, it's just my personal opinion. I think that that's the whole reason that he 
threw his hat in the ring in the first mm-hmm. place and paid people $20 yeah, yeah. to give him a $1 donation yeah. so he could get, you know, <laughs> get actually on the stage. But but um, I think that this, I, my opinion is that the whole reason that he's doing this is to get his name out there. Sure. You know, become a known name because millions of people are going to watch the debates, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he doesn't expect to win. He expects to not make his... I'm, I'm guessing this is the... If I was advising, this is what I'd say. D- just don't make mistakes. Yeah. Just sound don't smart. Don't make yourself look dumb. Don't make yourself look dumb. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about anything that you don't really know about. If they ask you a question about something you don't know about that we haven't been able to prep you on, um, just say, you know, that's a really good question, and then talk about something else. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Which is... They're all pretty good at that. Yeah, or uh, just mumble like our uh, president uh, does now. <laughs> it's like... You, you, Come on, you man. Mean, you mean like, right, right. Former... Vice President Joe Biden is who you're talking about. Uh, and, um, and then I think that they would say, and the, because the, here's the goal. The goal is free advertising. We want sure. to get everybody to know the name Doug Burgum mm-hmm. so that when you run again or when yep. you run for your next thing, you're going you're gonna to get it. And that's what we want. And I think that that's what he's doing. And, you know, that's a strategy that a lot of people, you know, take. But, uh, I mean, the one that confounds me is why Chris Christie is on this stage. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, I, I think that Doug Burgum is is part of a bigger plan. He's you know he's he's very tight with uh, with our good buddy Bill Gates. <clears throat> How many people in this room trust Bill Gates? Raise your hand. Anybody yeah, else? <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> Yeah, it looks. I mean, we're 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 still part of. We're still in this this takeover process where the the oligarchs of the world, the the globalists of the mm-hmm. world, are trying to take over. And more and more people are figuring that out. Uh, I met with somebody just last night, actually, who has been very very heavily involved in was fighting hard against Fu Feng. Okay, uh, I'm not going to name names just out of respect because I. Didn't ask if I could do that, but I'm talking to this person, and and this person's now getting involved in other other uh, issues regarding China, okay, uh, around the country where mm-hmm. the Chinese companies are trying to come in and take over and do stuff in predominantly Democrat areas, uh, and and what this person said to me was, you know, I almost the more I look into this stuff, I start. I'm starting to feel like a conspiracy theorist. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and doesn't want to feel that way. And I said, listen, the word conspiracy theory, conspiracy theorist comes out of the, and that was the CIA yeah. PSYOP term that they brought in after the assassination of JFK. Mm-hmm. You know, the, anybody that didn't hold to the lone gunman position yeah. of the Warren Commission, yep, it was just a lone gunman. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I do think it was a lone gunman that shot JFK. I do too. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald. No, well, yeah, <laughs> he I'm... was not there. He he was there. I mean, he was there. He was, he was in the building the, yep. buying a Coke. He was the scapegoat. He was a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, buying a Coke. That's the funniest thing, though. The woman, the female police officer who spoke with him in the cafeteria said, yeah, he goes up to a vending machine, he bought a Coke, and then, you know, I talked with him a little bit, and he didn't seem, he wasn't nervous, jittery, didn't seem agitated, yeah. wasn't out of breath. I mean, he would have been very out of breath if he would have shot the president then run down yep. three flights of stairs to the cafeteria mm-hmm. and then put a dime in the machine to buy a Coke. But he wasn't. In other words, there's zero evidence that he did it. Right. Zero. Right. Zero evidence. I wonder, did they check the shell casings of the... Of the shells that they found, well, up you there know, to see if his fingerprints were on any of them. Once a guy's dead, you usually don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah, and he you died know, shortly it, after, didn't he? Yeah, he was shot, and um, you know, it's like put it to rest. It's done deal now, right? So, if the shots uh, that killed President Kennedy came from the gutter, mm-hmm. came from that large opening, that sewage that for the for the storm sewer. Large openings, but like this, this wide, mm-hmm. this tall, and it's just no grating on it. There are no bars. It's just open. Yep. And you can stand down inside there and see everything up the street where the, where the president's motorcade was coming. And if a guy sat there, he could sit there completely unnoticed by anyone and have all the time in the world that he needs to focus and boom, boom, boom. I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah. 
And guess what? That was right below the grassy knoll. Mm-hmm. So you have all these spect- all these people who were up the street who said, yeah, I heard the shots that were coming from the grassy knoll. Ah, conspiracy theorists. Yeah. So they threw that out mm-hmm. in order to discredit their testimony. Sure. But they heard where the shots came from, and it wasn't from the book depository. Did I tell you about the guy who, he's a forensic expert who had developed a computer program that he could use pictures, he could use photographs of bullet holes, <clears throat> wounds, things like that, to determine the trajectory of the projectile. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, and it's great technology, and he'd use it many, many times. And he thought, I wonder if I could do that using the Kennedy photos that have now been released mm-hmm. to figure out where the bullet came from. And so he did it, and he fed all the, took all the pictures, fed the information to the computer, and it came back that he was shot in the front of the head, not the back of the head, which he said, well, it kind of makes sense because sure. his head goes back. Well, and the fact that the back of his head was almost gone. Right, yeah. exactly. Exit wounds are always bigger. Always bigger. So, so, they, um, so he did that, and, 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 um, and he said what didn't make sense was according to his computers, the, the answer that he got when he fed the information in, the pictures, was that it showed that the bullet came from the street. He thought, I must have done something wrong. He rescanned the pictures, reran the whole program, showed the bullet coming from the street. Every time he did this, it showed that the bullet came from the street. So he went to Dallas, and he went to that location. And he, he said, because this doesn't make any sense, Bullets don't come from the street. Only when he traced the trajectory that the computer had given him, it led him directly to that storm drain. Sure. Directly okay. to that drain. Mm. And then he went inside. He opened up the manhole and he went down inside and he, looked, he said, wow, you can stand in here. You can just sit here and you can see everything. And then he said, you can walk on the inside underground all the way to where the storm drain mm-hmm. eventually empties out into sure. a river. You'd, and, you'd come out of there a couple blocks away, and nobody'd even know. Yeah, it. so it was like it was like it was like I don't know a quarter of a mile away or something, and so he he did that, and then he thought, I wonder. So that guy could have shot him. No one would have seen him. He would have been able to walk away and just walk out this thing. So he checked the police reports for that day, and guess what? It turns out there was a police officer on the other side of the river who reported seeing a man shortly after the shooting walking. By that storm drain carrying a rifle. <laughs> hey, stop. They're sir. not related. Stop. No, it's stop. Unrelated. And the guy, guess what? The guy, the guy, he yelled at him to stop, but he didn't stop. He just walked away. And next, and then he's vanished. Hmm. I'm sure it had nothing. I'm sure no. it's a total coincidence. Yeah, yeah. The guy was probably quail hunting yeah, in like downtown just, he Dallas. He happened to find the gun as he was walking down the sidewalk and decided he'd take it home with him. Right. Yeah. No, I found it. Not That's mine. That's happened. Yeah. It was exactly. in your underwear. Not mine. No. So, so this, this, this forensic expert offered all of his information to the authorities. Guess what? The police didn't want it. The FBI didn't want it. The CIA didn't want it. Hmm. None of them wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Conspiracy. Conspiracy theorists. There you yep. go. So that's where the term conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. comes from because the CIA was, I, I believe, without question that they were involved in the, the JFK assassination. Well, they had to get so, rid of JFK because he killed Marilyn Monroe, right? <laughs> <laughs> or was it him and his brother? Well, I, I, think, to, yeah. I think that when he told a joke, I'm sure she laughed at it. Yeah. She would say, Mr. President, you kill me. <laughs> no, 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 he what does that mean? <laughs> he, he, uh, no, it's because his brother... Because the CIA at that point was working with the mob, mm-hmm. and they had a very cozy relationship. And uh, his brother went after the mob. You know, yeah. He went after the yep. he went after the the mafia mm-hmm. in New York. Even though the mafia in New York came out, they got their people out to vote for John F. Kennedy. Uh, they they put the word out when the mob in New York puts the word or Chicago. Oh yeah. When they put the word out, here's who you vote for. Guess what? That guy gets the votes. Mm-hmm. And they said vote for John Kennedy because they thought that he was going to yeah. make things easy on them. And, uh, and he didn't. Nope. And instead, he appointed his brother as the who attorney thought general. thought he was Elliot Ness, and he wasn't. <laughs> who, well, his brother went after the mob, yeah. and he got him. Mm. And so they killed John Kennedy, sure. then they killed his brother. Yep. So 
You know, that's unfortunately that's how that's comes how around, work. goes around, something like that. Well, yeah, but I mean, you still have to fight crime. Sure, right? you do. I mean, sure you, you do. got people that are kidnapping, extorting money, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, uh, murdering people. Um, it's you know, that's a bad group. That's a bad group of guys, and you can't let lawlessness reign. No, no, you, you have, cannot. You have no society anymore. You know, another one of the conspiracies that on all of them just seem to keep coming true. But uh, with the Maui fires, mm-hmm. uh, some people are claiming that it's from a, a space laser. That they are they intentionally cause fires in certain parts of the world using this satellite hmm. laser system, because the way that the uh, cars and everything melted, it doesn't make sense for just like a normal burn. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot of speculation about that and what's really interesting and curious is the way that they've blocked off certain areas of maui and they will not allow anyone to go in they won't allow journalists to go in Mm -hmm. yeah no picture taking media free zones they're calling them which is i believe illegal i think that is illegal yeah and because they're guess what they're why so here you you've got to ask the question right if 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 half a building collapsed and you're a reporter and you say, I'm going to go in and take pictures, they can keep you out because sure, they say, that building's not safe. Yep, yep. Like, you could get hurt. There's nothing falling no. in the Maui area. There's not there's any nothing concern. left to burn. There's nothing. <laughs> there's no risk uh, other than what risk there would be in any other natural disaster that people report on all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and journalists know that if they're going to go into an area where something bad has happened, there is a certain level of risk. Right? The firefighters know there's a certain level of risk. Yeah. So why are they keeping them out? Why is the media-free zone? In fact, I, I learned last night that they're not, they don't even allow drones to fly over. Really? Yeah, and yes. They were saying it was caused by a, a hurricane, like a fiery hurricane, which has never happened in the history of the world before. <laughs> so I don't know... Who came up with that one? Well, you know, it's kind of like California. Uh, geez, they can't figure out why these wildfires get so out of hand. Well, all the tree huggers out there, you know, clean up the brush, clean up the garbage, clean up the dead stuff that burns like a match. It, it yeah. doesn't take much. I mean, there's yeah. even places in Minnesota now uh, where in wooded areas where they're paying you not to clean it up. They want some fallen trees. They want dead stuff around here and there uh, for animal habitat, which would be normal. But you can't leave everything. you got to clean up some of this stuff, especially in a residential area. I could see a 150-acre wooded area out in the middle of nowhere. That's completely different. There's no houses there or anything. But, um, yeah, I mean, you got to start getting rid of stuff. Don't You know, if the tree is dead, oh, well, cut it down and cut it up and get rid of it. Don't just let it sit there. Yeah, what animals are they talking about that live in dead fallen trees? I don't even know. I mean, a lot of things live underneath those things. Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, snakes and things yeah, like that. But snakes, guess what? Mice. Yeah, but they don't need those things. They no. they don't. A snake doesn't need a dead tree to live under. They can live. They they live in holes. Yeah, <laughs> in the um, ground and holes under live trees. Yeah, and and brush and. But a lot of things are, live in dead trees that are falling down. Um, squirrels. Yeah, you know, yeah, but, all but things that are part of the ecosystem. All my point, I'm, no, I'm not saying that they don't. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that they're not necessary. Right, I'm right. saying they won't go away without yeah. dead trees. Yeah, right? I mean, lichen I, and moss and things like that that grow and they're part of the they're part of the 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 uh, what do you call? It? Um, I'm sorry, the the decomposition mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Right, there are lots of little beetles and bugs and things like that that are part of the decomposition yeah. process to make the trees eventually turn back into good soil. So that other plants and things right. can grow. And, and a lot of animals will um, um, seek shelter um, next to a fallen tree. You know, on the sure. other side to get out of the wind, the yep. snow, the rain, sure. all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. So, right. yeah. I mean, I've, I've came across uh, deer yeah. laying down right on the other side of a dead tree. You know, thinking they're yeah. safe right there. You right. can see me. So, right. <laughs> I don't know. We should take, you know, some credit for California and implement some of their laws. Because, I mean, as of right now, they broke a, a record. They're the first state to have uh, zero crime by <laughs> by legalizing all crime. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I was talking to a nurse the other day, and, um, and, and we were talking about um, the hornets and the wasps outside and the yellow jackets. And... I was saying how deathly allergic I am, but I don't know if my EpiPen would even work because I can't afford a new one, and it's a couple of years old. And she goes, you know, that's funny. I'm a nurse. You think they'd give me something like that to carry on with me? Nope, but I have Narcan. 
How I carry about that? that. I get to carry that around with me at all yeah. times. It's like, right. yeah, okay. Yeah. I know because you're going to find a lot of people overdosed on heroin compared to getting stung by hornets around here, right? Yeah, here's the solution to that. We get the hornets, we get all the hornets um, high on meth. Okay. And we get them addicted to it <laughs> so that when they sting you, then their venom will have meth mixed in with it oh or, boy. Some other, or, or some opioid or something. And mm-hmm. then Narcan will work on you. You won't need the EpiPen anymore. Oh, there You'll you go. You'll just need Narcan. Sure. But don't you, <laughs> isn't an EpiPen also for like peanut allergies and all that other yeah, stuff? Yeah, any too? kind of allergy because mm-hmm. it's, yeah. what is it? It's, uh, it's adrenaline, right? Yep, it's adrenaline. It oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, you think. Epinephrine. Yep. Right. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if the, how many of them they carry in the schools. Oh, I'm sure they do, but I'm sure each kid has got one, too, if they are allergic. Because, well, you know, the thing is, yeah, I don't know, because that's, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, because, yeah, I don't know. You would think the nurse's office would have them, but then again, can you, are you allowed to just go, if you think the kid's having an allergy reaction, because most kids know. I mean, most parents would know, and I'm sure they would have one with them that the teacher has at all times, or whatever, but... Um, yeah, I don't know if you'd be able to just, does the school nurse take a guess? Oh, I think they're allergic. We better give them a shot. But, I mean, it's just adrenaline, so I don't know if that would could hurt you anyway because it's not going directly into your vein. No, I don't think, I mean, I don't, I think it's pretty safe. Yeah, because I remember up in, when I found out I was allergic, doctor came in his first uh, anaphylactic shock yeah. that this lady nurse had ever worked with, and he told her to give me more adrenaline while she accidentally started shooting it into my vein. Ooh. Oh, boy, you could have heard me yell from a long <laughs> ways away. I made a lot of noise, and I yeah. screamed, and I yelled, yeah. and the doctor came in and said, whoa, and then he goes, dude, I just saw you change like five colors in two minutes. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sounds like a very compassionate doctor. Well, it was the 4th of July, so then they all had to come oh. in because they were all outside watching the fireworks. <laughs> I made it back uh, by about midnight for a beer, so it worked out okay. So, yeah, so that, uh, yeah, and what does it cost? What does an EpiPen cost these days? Well, I know last time I got stung with insurance, and then you buy the EpiPen, you spend the how many hours there, and go, it's usually about between eight and $1,000 every time you get stung with insurance. With insurance? Yeah, you, you mean can, you're out-of-pocket cost, or you're that saying was, that's... That was, oh, yeah. no kidding. Yeah, the wonderful radio insurance that we used to have. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Uh, what oh. is the cost of... And let me just going to check this yeah. out real, real quick. Um, EpiPen, uh, lowest prescription prices, let's see. <laughs> EpiPen prices. The cost in four ways to save. Oh, package range... On average, retail prices for the EpiPen and EpiPen Junior, there's a Junior now, uh, range from six fifty to seven hundred and fifty dollars mm-hmm. without insurance. Yeah. EpiPen package comes with two auto injectors of zero point yeah, three come in a milligrams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. To it. So, yeah, that's crazy. But you know, my insurance at that time was so bad. My wife uh, was on my insurance, and these pills she was on were like. They're like $60 a pill. And finally, the pharmacist said, you know what? If you buy this out of pocket, they're $22 a piece. With my insurance, it was 60 bucks. Out of your pocket, without insurance, it was $22. Isn't that something? No yeah. kidding. Yeah, talk about a racket. No kidding. Um, let me just see. I'm just going to check something quickly. Uh, uh, this is, um, let's see. <laughs> um, you know, it says that you can buy. This is on uh, GoodRx. Um, oh no, it's talking about. Sorry, sorry. Uh, no, we'll move on. I wasn't going to talk about this today anyway, but I. Uh, that's interesting. I was just checking the the price of epinephrine. If you buy epinephrine by itself, um, and but no, they're all they're all in epipens. Uh, all right. I don't think epinephrine is that expensive by itself. No, it's not. It's when you put it in that pen, mm-hmm. they probably have to add some kind of, uh, I don't know, some kind of, well, who knows? I, I, there's an expiration date on it, right? So it doesn't yeah. last forever. No. <clears throat> so anyway. I don't even know if mine would work or not. Yeah, I, no I had, the last time I had a shot of epinephrine, it wasn't because of a wasp sting. It was because I had an allergic reaction to a drug that was prescribed to me because I was sick. I had some kind of bacterial infection. 
and this drug, what was it? Um, Sulfamethoxazole. And it turns out that I was quite allergic to it. And mm. so I started getting hives on my, inside my elbows. And, and I called the doctor who prescribed it. And I said, I'm having this reaction, uh, this, these weird symptoms. Could that be from the sulfamethoxazole? He said, no, no, not at all. Go ahead, take the next pill. So I thought, all right, well, he's the doctor. He should know. He, he should know. I took the next pill, and yeah. I just exploded. I mean, it was it was bad. It mm-hmm. was bad. So I, I go to the ER, and I said, the ER doc says, so what, are you, so what are you doing? I said, well, I'm doing this, and I'm taking this. Yeah, yeah, this is the problem. I said, okay. He said, do you have this also on your back? I said, I don't think so. He said, remove your shirt, please. I take my shirt off. He says, yes, you have it on your back much more than you think. I'm going to give you epinephrine because I don't want you to stop breathing. I said, okay. <laughs> So uh, he did, and that was, yeah, it was just one of those, you bend over and uh, that was not pleasant, even not in the vein. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't like it. But yeah. uh, wasps, you know what kills wasps? And it's not toxic. In fact, I eat the same stuff that I used to kill wasps in our yard. I eat it for fun. Kills the wasps. Peppermint oil. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's highly toxic to wasps and hornets. How do you get it in a wasp nest? You spray it. Well, I buy it from a, there's a company called, I think it's called EcoSense or something like that. Uh-huh. You can get it at Lowe's. You have okay. to special order because they don't carry it on the shelves, but you can order it off their website uh, or some other places. I bought it somewhere else because uh, it was cheaper. And, and it's, it's, it's like, it's only like five, half of a percent. It's like point zero, mm-hmm. 0.5% pepper. Maybe it's 1% peppermint oil. And the rest of it's just other oils. And you spray it, and they, yeah, I mean, it, it's yeah. like it kills them dead really fast. I just wiped really out two fast. nests at my house, so I had to get up a 16-foot ladder to reach it, but I did it. They were getting into my wife's office. There were so many of them. There was two nests right up by her window in her office. So, so you went up a ladder, mm-hmm. and you're allergic to them. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get rid of them. How did you, what did you do? Once you get, you get the there? spray. The spray shoots about 20 feet. And so then you just use that and just douse it. Keep going until that can's done because they'll drag it in with them. And, yeah, I went through two cans and I uh, haven't seen a Hornet back since. So was it a kind of a – was it something that was – it wasn't like Raid or – Yeah, it's things. something like that, similar. Oh, oh mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Yep. You've got to be very careful with that stuff because there's I, – I, I'm trying to remember the, the, com, the particular chemical that they use, but there's uh, – the, the primary chemical in most pesticides, most commercial pesticides – has been proven to cause Parkinson's disease. No, yeah. I mean it's proven. So if you you get it, you ingest enough of it, or get enough in your skin, and you will you will get Parkinson's. Oh, so yeah, you want to. But that's the thing I like about the peppermint oil. I mean, this stuff it kills them fast, within seconds. They're mm-hmm. dead. I mean, you spray it on, and well, they're just they're dead. So and it keeps other critters away too. I do believe. Yeah, ants don't like it. Yep. Uh, it kills ants. It kills a bunch of different. I think rabbits and deer and things, things. like that aren't fond of it either. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm. Yeah, and um, squirrels, flying squirrels in particular, it's very because they're not they're yeah they're much more sensitive to it. That kind of I think it probably burns their sinuses or something. You know, like chlorine does yeah, for us. Right, right. So, so should we? Uh, boy, this I you know I. I've got all these notes. I haven't even touched my notes. This is this is cake. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I got it this time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, there is nothing better than treating yourself to some good. I mean, delicious homemade baked goods. Oh, for heaven's cakes, best cupcakes, best cakes. Doesn't matter. You got a special occasion. Maybe you're just jonesing for a good treat. Walk in to find out more. Or you can uh, also call them up if you want, 701-757-2253. Go to Old for Heaven's Cakes at yahoo.com. Maybe you want a business, your employees work hard, treat them to something. All right? It's called their monthly employee discount. Yeah, a lot of good things going on there. They're open, uh, let's see, Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 4, Saturdays, 9 to noon. Call them up. I tell you what, be a beautiful cupcake and a world full of muffins. They are good. Old for Heaven's Cakes. North backside of the Grand Cities Mall. Stop in. If you've never been there, man. You are going to love it. War on Men Part 2. It is the Great Reset, along with Paul the Producer and David Waterman. Uh, here we go. Are we ready for the War on Men Part 2? Or Let's ask the question. We've been uh, ad-libbing. It's kind of fun. We've been, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I thought, 
This, who, is there anyone in this room that's not heard? There are four men in this room. Anybody who has not heard the term toxic masculinity? Have you not heard that term ever? No, everyone's heard the term, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the question is, what is it, right? What is toxic masculinity? And, and why does that term even exist? So I thought, let's let, uh, let's let the good folks at Psychology Today answer that okay. question for Psychology us. Psychology Today. <laughs> Psychology Today. Here's the, and here's the way that they, here, if, so it's under, this is by Silva Neves, talking sex and relationships. Under his picture, it says anger. I guess that means he's got anger. <laughs> it's right under his picture. Anger. It's, look, don't, don't take my word for it. There, close up, please. Just kidding. I know you're not doing a close up. But it, but it, it here. Oh, actually, watch this. Watch this. Watch how good. Yeah, watch how good Dean is. Wow. There it is. Anger. Silva Neves. Anger. What is toxic masculinity? Toxic masculinity is the reason why women do not feel safe in the streets. They don't feel safe in the streets. Did you know that? Hey, I'm ready for my close up, Mr. DeMille. Um, you have like four hairs in your left did, nostril. Did you know? <laughs> I thought I checked that before <laughs> I came in this morning. That was a real close-up. Um, did Did you know that women don't feel safe in the streets? I did not know that. I well, mean, not around here well, anyway. Well, according to Silva Neves, according to Mr. Anger, uh, they don't feel safe in the streets. That because that's what he says. Toxic mm-hmm. masculinity. Give them a is, gun. Is the reason that women do not feel safe in the streets? That's that was toxic. <laughs> That comment was toxic. Um, so this, he posted this March 12th, 2021, and he says the tragic murder of Sarah Ever, uh, Everard, Everard this past week sparked controversy about women's safety, misogyny, and male violence. It is not the first time that our society is alerted to what has been termed toxic masculinity. He says, there have been opportunities for discussion, self-reflection, blah, 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 the Me Too movement, blah, 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 blah. And so then I'm going to get down to the, the, the main thing. More stories of rape, violence, and murder. How many? No, he asked this question. He says, why haven't we listened yet? Why are there still men who are surprised to hear women's daily experiences with misogyny? I don't even know if he knows what misogyny is, but he throws it around like he mm-hmm. does. So misogyny is the hatred of women. Yeah. Or the... The, uh, the, the seeing women as inferior, right? How many more stories of rape must we, rape, violence, and murder must we face before we confront the roots of toxic masculinity? Got to confront the roots. Get to the roots. Okay. So what are they? Here's what he says. Toxic masculinity is the result of a set of strict rules that prescribe what being a man should be. Now, you all know this, so I, I shouldn't have to read it. I should just ask you to just, you know, cite from memory what these five rules are. Because we all know them, right? All men are trained to have these five rules embedded in our psyches at all times and to respond to life accordingly, right? Okay, I'll help you out. Here's the first one. A man, number one, a man should suffer physical and emotional pain in silence, yeah, physical and emotional pain suffer in silence. Now, John, you 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 gave a perfect example of that uh, when you were at the hospital and the, or the clinic and the the because you gotten stung mm-hmm. and the the nurse jabbed the needle into your vein and she's pumping epinephrine into your vein mm-hmm. instead of into your muscle and you and and what did you do? You just, you just sat there and you didn't make a sound, right? You suffered oh. in silence, yeah? No, no, no. I... <laughs> yeah. ah! Yeah, right? no, put it, yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you failed test number one. John. Okay. Number two, a man shouldn't seek warmth, comfort, or tenderness. That's rule number two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't you remember this from childhood when you were oh, these yeah. things were beat into your heads? Sure. <laughs> number three, a man should have only the emotions of bravery and anger. Bravery and anger. Any other emotions are weaknesses. Weaknesses, weaknesses, unacceptable. That's rule number three. Okay. Rule number four. Okay, well, just say it. You know them because we all know it, right? We, we're all raised to think this way, yeah? Well, of course. Well, yeah. A little different for me. <laughs> I, I, I know one rule. Learn how to say yes, dear. <laughs> 
that was very toxic and misogynistic. I know it was. Okay, so uh, uh, rule number four, a man shouldn't depend on anyone. Asking for help is also weak. And rule number five of toxic masculinity, a man should always want to win, whether in sports, work, relationships, or sex. (laughs) You know, these rules don't make us look very good, do they? Well, these rules make the person that wrote them not look very good, in my opinion, because whoever wrote this, I would say, is either mentally ill or they're... Probably got beat up every day of their life growing up. Or they're lying. Yeah, yeah. Or they're lying. Well, trying to make themselves look like something they're possibly not. <clears throat> this is the way that this whole thing is framed. These, and this is a quote, I'm just saying, these toxic, quote, man rules include. <clears throat> here are the toxic man rules. Were you taught anything? Rules are things you must be taught. You've mm-hmm. got to be. You've got to learn the rules, right? Sure. Learn the rules. That means you've got to be taught the rules. Mm-hmm. Did anybody, John? Did anybody ever teach you these rules? No, I was not taught those uh, rules. Paul, did anybody teach you nope. these rules? Dean, did anybody teach you these rules? Have you, I'd ask Dale if anybody ever taught him those rules. They didn't <laughs> teach Dale either. Dean, Dale, John, and Paul were never taught these rules. I was never taught these rules. Here's what I want to know. Where are the men that were taught these rules? I've never met any men that follow these rules. I, I truly, I, I know some guys that that are pretty rough around the edges. I don't know any men that were taught these rules or that live by these rules. Yeah. I know a guy. Here's one that's a little, that's close. A friend of mine, a big guy. He's a big guy with a big voice, and uh, he's strong. I mean, he's. He's older than I am, and he's one of these guys who complains about his body's falling apart, and he just can't do stuff he used to do, and you know he's just not strong anymore, and he blew out both his biceps. And uh, we, a few years ago, there was something that I had that he was, I think it was a refrigerator or a freezer, and he asked if I could help. You know, he needed help getting on into his the back of his pickup. He put some straps on it. So I said, sure. And so he's like, okay, ready, go. And he literally, and I, so I'm supposed to be pushing from the bottom. He's pulling from the top. And all of a sudden, the thing just lifts off the ground. Like, Whoa, hold on. I haven't pushed yet. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is an ox. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he played football when he was in high school. And he said, we were taught to play hurt. Oh, yeah, sure. So you get hurt. Mm-hmm. You, it doesn't matter. You break a finger. Yeah. You crack a bone. And you're, you, you get out and play. Okay, you know what? That's bad advice in, for, an, for, for an athlete. That's bad advice from anybody, but certainly it's bad advice from a coach. But he didn't say, go hurt women. No. In fact, he was taught to protect women Yeah. as part of his upbringing. So this idea about playing hurt and not showing that you're hurt... There are some values to that. I mean, there's some value in that. Do you, do you know what was the what was the, if you think about I want you to picture in your mind a Roman legion, okay? The Roman soldiers. Just picture them in your mind wearing their their stuff. What color do you see? What Red. color are they wearing? Red. Red. They they wore this big some of them, you know, the commanders mm-hmm. wore this big like this big brush on the top of their helmet. And then the, the cloaks that they wore, their shirts were red. Why were they red? Do you know why they wore the color red? No. It was psychological. They did it because they didn't want the enemy to know if they were scoring any points on them. Oh, so sure. So if the guy slices the you in the shoulder, the, color. the yep. blood matches the color. Sure. He doesn't know you're injured and you're still fighting. So that's much more frightening to the opposition, then if they say, man, look, half these guys are bleeding. Mm-hmm. We got to just keep pushing and we're going to win. So psychologically, they don't show that they're injured because their shirt matches their blood. Mm-hmm. When I was uh, younger, I, I broke my arm five different times. Um, but I went into the ER one time. I knew I had a broken arm and I walked in with a hockey stick. 
And the doctor says, what's the deal with the hockey stick? I said, well, I want to know after you put a cast on my arm that I can still hold my hockey stick because I got a game coming up, you know? And he's like, well, for one thing, how do you know you have a broken arm? I said, I know it's broke. Another thing, you're not going to be playing hockey if you have broken. Long story short, I walked out of there with a cast on my hand. I went home with a side cutter. I snipped it all up, and I did not miss a game. So <laughs> hurt like hell, but I didn't miss a game. <laughs> See? I wonder why it keeps breaking. <laughs> <laughs> so, John. <clears throat> so, this list of this list of rules of toxic masculinity. So, so here's the, let, let me just let me just make this point. None of us have heard these rules. No, none of us. None of us. None of us in this room live by these rules. I would wager that if we were to walk out into this mall that's packed with people. <laughs> And, quiet today. And, and go to the men and say, hey, which one of these were you taught to obey growing up? I think we'd, we'd have a hard time finding anyone that would say, well, yeah, that one. I don't think we'd find it. No, I, I think actually even repeating those rules to a lot of guys might even offend them and make them mad. Like, really, where are you getting this stuff? You know what I mean? For sure. So, so this, this number one, so they're, they're saying toxic masculinity, meaning that it's poisonous to the people, to society at large, right? And certainly to women. A man should suffer physical and emotional pain in silence. <clears throat> Guess what? There is some truth to that. There is some truth to that. In certain circumstances, you should suffer either physical or emotional pain in silence. Why? Why is that? Because people get sick of your posts on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. That's good. Boy, I hate those woe is me people. Whiny, oh, whiny oh, men. Who wants a whiny man? Yeah. Oh, Nobody. Man. Nope. So, yeah, there's certain things that you got to suck it up and move on, buttercup. Yeah. Because people don't want to hear you complaining. If you're really, uh, if 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 you're really hurt, you need help, mm -hmm. and that's why you go to the. Look, if this was true, if this was systemic, we'd see no men ever walk into a clinic or a hospital. No, or an ER. Yeah, or the grocery store, e or anything. Right, ERs would be filled with women. Yeah, because a man gets you know slices into his. I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy who, who 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 just can't get along with power tools. Oh. Right? I mean, no matter what, mm -hmm. no matter what the power tool is, he just shouldn't be, he shouldn't be anywhere near yep, it, okay? Yep, He's yep. just not wired that way. <laughs> uh, I've got a lot of power tools, and, and I take precautions mm -hmm. because I don't want to injure myself. Sure. Th this, this guy is so bad, he literally went up with a drill or a saw or something up on the roof to fix something, and his wife said, told him not to do it, said, we're going to hire someone to do it. He said, no, 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 I'll do it. She said... I am not taking you to the ER when you come down with something halfway cut off. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm tired of this. So you get someone else because I'm not taking to the hospital. I said, honey, I'll be fine. Don't worry. Anyway, you know, half an hour later, he's coming down the ladder. He's got blood all over it. He's, you know, <laughs> something needs to be sewn back together. And he's, that's just the way he is. So why he should be dead now yeah. because he would never go for help. Right? right, he'd suffer his pain. He'd bandage it up with duct tape. Oh yeah, wash off the blood, put mm -hmm. on a new shirt, and rub and then a little go dirt back. on it. Let's rub go. Rub some dirt on it. Let's go. Okay, so look, there is some truth to men shouldn't be whiners. Okay, yeah, but this idea that they should suffer what all physical and emotional pain in silence—that's that's preposterous. That is. I don't know anybody, no. and that, it's not that healthy either. It's not healthy, and I don't know anybody no. that thinks that way. A man shouldn't seek warmth, comfort, or tenderness. Oh, well, maybe that's, no, that's absurd. I mean, all of these things are absurd. They take some little bit of truth and then they mix it in. Like men are supposed to be tough, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's good because if we're the protectors, we don't want to be whining, complaining every time we get a splinter. Yeah. And if we're battling, if we're fighting against the bad guy, the bad guy slaps us in the face, bro. <laughs> So now he's now he's now he's attacking your wife. Yeah, but he hit me really hard. That's not a man. Yeah, I, I'd hate to be the wife of this guy, this anger guy. 
I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have a wife. Yeah, probably not. He's talking not. sex and relationships. He probably doesn't not. have one. Yeah, right. So what are your thoughts on, like, um, mannerisms and manners and chivalry? Like, uh, probably all of us were raised uh, to be polite to women. Um, you know, I still, to this day, I open the car door for my wife. And, and that surprises a lot of people. But I've seen where some women now would be offended by that. And it's like, <laughs> no, you're just confusing, guys, because maybe you're taught... To be a yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, let me hold the, hold the door for you. Please let me get that for oh. you. And now a lot of women get pissed off about that because, you know, what are you going to do? Take a knee? Well, I mean, come on. My wife, you know, she'll ask me, why don't you open the car door for me anymore? And I just look at her and I say, toxic masculinity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> toxic masculinity. So I don't what, think that would work for me. <laughs> so, so let's Kick see if we ass. can just, let's see if we can... <laughs> Let's see if we can quickly break this down. Um, and, and so the way that, this, that these toxic man rules are worded are absurd. They're not true. They're certainly not true of the general population. In fact, if they're true of anyone, uh, they're true of a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of men. And I don't know any man who embodies all of these things who's not in a psych ward. Right? I mean, a, a guy that follows all these things would not be on the streets. See, they, they, is it true that... Men rape women? Yeah. Is it true that women sexually abuse men? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it true that little boys have been sexually abused by grown women? Yes, it is. Yeah. That actually happens. What do you think is going to happen to a boy who's sexually abused by a woman or physically abused by a woman when he's too small, too weak to fight back, and then he grows up into a man? They usually grow up to be a psycho killer slash rapist serial whatever. If and, nothing else, they would grow up to feel one of two ways about women. Either they're going to regress mm-hmm. into fear, right, and be fearful and, 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 and probably not feel like they can ever relate to a woman, feel like women are, are, women are toxic, mm-hmm. and, and then they're not going to seek out women, and then they're going to probably, once they hit puberty, they're going to start having some resentment yep. because they're, now they've got sexual drives going on so that could very easily lead to uh you know hate resentment yeah yeah or maybe they're gonna say hey i'll have sex with another guy because guys are nice to me oh yeah i like i can i can i can deal with guys i can relate to guys or it would turn to anger and resentment like you said and then and then even if that man doesn't rape someone they're still going to be angry against women Right. I this mean, is, so, but, but I, I noticed that this Mr. Anger doesn't address that. Yeah. He doesn't address that in his, in his article. Um, so, 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 so he says these things a man should be physical and emotional, suffer in, in, in pain and silence, shouldn't seek warmth, comfort, or tenderness. A man should only have the emotions. So let's just break this down really quickly, and then I want to talk about what a real man is, okay? Man shouldn't suffer. Yeah, we already talked about it. there are times when you shouldn't. You, sh- you, you shouldn't be, you don't want to be whiny or complaining. And there are times when even if the pain is great, you need to handle it for a while. Mm. You need to suffer in silence for a period of time, for a period of time, until an appropriate time or place or person is there for you to share that pain with, right? Uh, number two, a man shouldn't seek warmth, comfort, or tenderness. I don't know anybody that says that ever, ever. I've yeah. never even heard that. I, I don't know where this comes from. Why a man shouldn't seek warmth, comfort, or tenderness. Um, well, he's certainly not going to do that in the middle of a football game, right? No. <laughs> there's a time and a place. Right? The Bible sure. says that. It says there's a time for everything under the sun. There's mm-hmm. a time for everything. A time to embrace, a time to shun embracing. There's a time to tear and a time to mend. There's a time to look, to search, and a time to give up searching. There's a time for everything. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a song? I was going to say it's not. It should be. There, what there is it? a song that they, yeah. I think, who is it? The Mamas and the Papas? I can't remember who. Yeah. Yeah. There is a song. You, you, yeah, there you is know a the song. jingle. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yep. Um, a man should only have the emotions of bravery and anger. Who says? I've never heard that. Bravery is something that is very, very important for men to have. Yeah. You, men have to be brave. And let's, women. Let's def- yeah, women need to be brave yeah. Yeah. as well. There are times when, when both sexes need to be brave. But let's define bravery. What is bravery? 
What is bravery? Well, let's say what is bravery and what isn't bravery. I think the common misconception about bravery is that it is the lack of fear mm-hmm. in the, in, in the uh, face of danger, right? The lack of fear in the face of danger. That's not bravery. No, That's stupidity. Not. You can still be scared out of your wits. Out of your wits. Mm-hmm. Here's what bravery is. Bravery is taking the appropriate action in the face of danger, yes. even though harm might come to yes. you as a result. Yes. That's what bravery is. Mm-hmm. It's doing the right thing. In a dangerous situation, whether you're scared or not, in fact, if you're not scared, you probably have something to be worried about. Sure. Right? Bravery means doing it scared anyway, because it needs to be done. That's what bravery mm-hmm. is. Number four, a man shouldn't depend on anyone. Asking for help is also weak. Well, yeah, you you shouldn't depend on on anyone for everything i mean you you want to be self-sufficient right that's a Mm -hmm. valid trait self-sufficiency you don't need to ask for every little thing that you need to get the job done you want to try and figure it out yourself but being intelligent being an adult means going hey you know what i'm not going to do this it's going to take me forever i'm going to need some help hey joe can you hammer this thing i'm what are you doing putting in a door Oh, can't do it yourself? I did one. No, mine weighs 100 pounds, okay? Okay, I'll be right over. Guy puts in a door that weighs 25 pounds, no problem. The guy puts in a door that weighs 100 pounds, it's, now you need some help. This is stupid. And then the final thing, um, a man should, should always want to win, whether in sports. Work. Though I, I don't know of any... There are guys that always want to win, that have to win. That's not toxic masculinity. That's just insecurity. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Losing is a part of life. And one of the values of sports is that you learn how to win and you learn how to lose. And you learn how to lose graciously. I went to a British school in third grade and I was taught, and this was very strong teaching, that when you lose, you lose graciously and you congratulate sure. your team. Yes. You do not boo them. You don't, you don't do cat calls. You don't do any of that stuff. You lose graciously, you cheer for your team, and if the other team wins, you congratulate them, Mm -hmm. okay? If you win, if you win, you don't boast about it. You accept winning graciously as well, and you thank the other team for playing a good game. That's what I like about hockey. They still shake hands at the end of a game. At the end of the game, yeah. Or a series, yeah. And, And what we did, because it was a little bit more personal, the games that we played is you'd say to the other guys, hey, good game, good game, right? Good game. I used to do that in wrestling. When I mm-hmm. wrestled, I wrestled in high school for three years. And at the end of the, whether you won or lost, you say good game, right? Yeah. And yeah. good match. If you are a decent player. Sure. Right? If you're a spoil sport, oh, yeah. you have no sportsmanship. Whine and cry and pout. I'm not yep. shaking your hand. Yep. Oh, well, you're just a baby. Yep. So this this idea of that the, these things are, anyway, so... <clears throat> So why did this idea come about? Where did this come from, this idea of toxic masculinity? Because it's very, psychology today is writing about it. Mm-hmm. You can find a definition on Wikipedia. You can find a definition on lots of places online about toxic masculinity. Uh, but first of all, how do any of these things, these, these five rules, what do any of these have to do with hating women? Yeah. I mean, a guy is, a guy is suffering if, he's, if he suffers in silence about everything. If he doesn't seek warmth, comfort, or tenderness, if he doesn't, what does that have to do with hating women? Why would women be fearful of a guy that, that I mean, she should feel sorry for him? Okay. Oh, my goodness. We're almost out of time. So <laughs> we're going to have to have. This is, the I'm, war, I'm having a good time on this show today, good, though. Good. The War on Men is going to be part three next week. So here's the question. So let me ask a couple of questions. I'll ask to, uh, to all the guys in this room. Um, who was the. There was a perfect man. There, there, have been, there have been actually maybe two perfect men. Well, you're looking at one. Probably, <laughs> I was going to say probably a, fa- a father-son combination, Aside possibly. from the men in this room. So who defines, first of all, who defines perfection in a, in a, in a person? A perfect man would be somebody that, that, first of all, never blows it, never makes a mistake, never loses their temper, who controls himself at all times, and who never sins. That should be a clue. 
Has there ever been a perfect man? Jesus. Yes. God. Thank you, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, he was perfect. He never sinned. He never sinned. The other man that I would say was perfect, although temporarily, was Adam. Because God didn't make Adam with imperfection. So Adam would have been a perfect man initially, but he also gave Adam a free will and he gave him a choice. So when his wife, his gorgeous, I mean like drop dead gorgeous, sexy wife said, hey honey, here, you try it. <laughs> I just had one, it's really good, you try it. Uh, he blew it. Yeah, I'm just glad you didn't say Brad Pitt. <laughs> perfect man <laughs> uh, not even boy. close no not, not even, even close. close so so jesus was a perfect man and adam was created to be a perfect man but then he fell and brought sin into the world and corrupted himself as well as the rest of humanity um except for jesus uh who was not who was not sired by adam's seed right because joseph mm -hmm. wasn't adam's father mary was adam's mother but the sin nature, which we all have, is passed on through the father, not the mother. Mm. Mother doesn't have the authority spiritually to pass on the sin nature to her children, but the father does. Father's the head of the house. God made Adam first. God said, "You're the Eve is the helper, but she doesn't have the spiritual authority to pass on sin, which is why the Bible talks about God says, I will visit the sins of the father's to the third and fourth generation. He never talks about the sins of the mothers. Never talks about that. We hear talk about Adam's sin. We don't really hear talk about Eve's sin because it was Adam's sin that infected all of humanity, not Eve's sin. Beowulf, that whole thing was sins of the father. Oh, yeah. If you've ever read Beowulf. No, I haven't. Oh. But, but that's true. Good, so this, good movie. So the father, the father is the one that transmits the sin nature to his children. But because Jesus' father was God, Mary was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. It wasn't because of a union with, with, with John, her husband, or her, you know, her, the man that was to be her husband. Uh, it was directly, uh, she was impregnated through the Holy Spirit, and therefore Jesus did not have the sin nature, so he was perfect and unlike adam jesus didn't sin ever so uh so i've got a list of four characteristics and i want to ask you gentlemen we'll we'll deal with we'll deal with the first one um whether or not these are masculine or non-masculine characteristics okay so it's a quiz it's quiz time and you just tell me is this a masculine characteristic or not okay uh justice seeking justice Masculine or not? No. Mm, no. Interesting. So why do you say no? Um, I've just always been a believer, an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Justice uh, should be served. It doesn't matter if you're masculine or masculinity or not. If it's That's just the way it is. Okay, I think. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I asked the question uh, poorly. My question is, is this something that should be part of being a man? If you're a man, should you seek justice? Yes. Okay, so... Yeah, but so should women. Okay. So, um, so traditionally, men were the judges, right? Yeah. Men are the ones who, who judge other men because it's generally most crime is committed by men mm -hmm. against men or against women. And so typically men are the judges. So it's not to say that women should want injustice. But the question is, should a man, as part of who he is, part of his role in life, to be to seek justice? Mm. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. So Mr. Anger guy would probably say that that's, I don't know, part of toxic masculinity. He probably also wants to defund the police. I don't know. I'm not going to say, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Uh, I don't know this guy at all, except I know that he, they put anger under his name for some reason. Uh, <laughs> uh, so justice uh, why should men seek justice let me read something to you this is this is uh, what do we see by the way as I, as, I, as I find my 
it's a very small book in the Old Testament. Um, uh, as I'm looking for this, why? What is the? What's the one thing that's not happening? And you 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 referenced it earlier today when you talked about California. Or who said California doesn't have crime anymore? Was that yeah. Tom? Was that you? That was Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Why doesn't Why doesn't uh, California have crime anymore? Because they legalized all crime. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so if crime is legal, then what's lacking in society? Justice. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no. So yeah, whose idea was that to legalize all crime? Whose idea was that? Uh, probably Newsom and Nuisance and Biden. Nuisance and Biden. You know, the uh, a friend of mine, who actually is my cousin, he lives in he lives in California, and he, he calls him Governor. He used to call him Governor Nuisance, now he calls him Governor Gruesome. <clears throat> Governor Gruesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, in the book of Micah, the question is asked. It's not a rhetorical question. The question is asked, sorry, hold on, I'm sorry, I should have, I should have bookmarked this because it's, um, it's embarrassing. Can we do another commercial? Just kidding. Um, Actually, yeah, we can. Can we have another one? When we're done. Do you have, another one? Oh, okay. do you have yeah. to wait till we're done? Yeah. Okay, I'll quote it. Okay. He says, what does the Lord require of you? This is in Micah uh, chapter 6. He says, what does the Lord require of you? To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with the Lord your God. That's a command for men from the Lord to do justly. In other words, to seek justice, mm-hmm. to make sure that justice is done. And so when you said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, yeah, that is the Old Testament standard of justice. Right, right. right? <clears throat> there's a new standard of justice. I mean, it's not new, but there's a different standard of justice for people in the New Testament. Because Jesus said, what did he say? He said, if a man slaps you on the right cheek, he didn't say slap him back on the right cheek, right? Mm-hmm. He said, if a man slaps you on the right cheek, what did he say? I don't know. Turn to him the other also. Yep. If a man forces you to go one mile, go with him too. And that's, I think that's a direct reference to uh, the Roman occupation of Israel. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Under Roman law, uh, a Roman soldier could grab you and say, they're carrying around this big heavy shield, right? And they're doing their rounds and they could say, hey, you, you carry my shield. He could literally force you under Roman law to carry his shield for a mile and you couldn't do anything about it. You just had to do it. And Jesus said, if someone forces you to go a mile, go, go two miles. Yeah. And if a man takes your cloak, steals your cloak, don't, if he takes your cloak, don't demand it back. But give me your tunic also. That's hard. You know, that's hard. Pretty it's like, wait a minute, running around naked. I, 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 <laughs> how do I, how do we do that? Here's what he was referencing, I think. He said, he said, don't seek your own revenge, yeah. beloved, but wait for the Lord. He says, justice will come from the Lord. In other words, the Lord will avenge you. God will avenge you. You don't have to take your own vengeance. But that's not the same thing as seeking justice. We still need to seek justice because if someone else is abused, we don't say to them, oh, don't worry, just let it go and the Lord will take care of it. No, we're not supposed to seek vengeance for ourselves, but we are supposed to do justice and, and to make sure that justice is done for those people who are abused by evil men or women. So justice is a, a mainly a manly trait to seek justice. Oh boy! Next week we'll ask about compassion. I'll ask now, and then I'll answer next week. Is compassion a, a male, manly, masculine trait to have compassion? Yeah, I think so. It but, is yeah. absolutely. It yeah, absolutely is. right. These this guy doesn't know that. I wish you know. Maybe we should ask Mister Anger onto the show. We should call him up. Hey, you want to be on the show? Because we were talking about your article. Give him a call. We'll see, I'll see if I can reach him. Silva Neves is his name, right. also known as Mr. Anger. So uh, the War on the Man Part 2, maybe we should have titled it uh, Toxic Man Rules because it was a great show. <laughs> I, I like this, and, and I'm looking forward uh, to next week. Now, we're going to replay this show today at 2. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. I don't know what it is with this show, but we're I having do. issues. <laughs> 
It's so, me. Anyway. They don't like me. Yeah, well. <laughs> they don't like me. Well, I looked it up, and Sorry. somebody can hack your modem and take yes. down take down your uh, your internet speeds. Oh, no. Oh. And so I don't know if that person is listening, but um, we can also find somebody to find you. Yeah, and we will. And when and we it do, is illegal. And when we do, we'll seek justice. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that was perfect. Thank you, and guys. A lot of your money. <laughs> yeah. There, <laughs> there you go, everybody. The Great Reset brought to you today by the Mayor's Back the Badge Ride. Save the date and register for the Mayor's Back to Badge Ride on September 14th. Come by the event, join the ride, and come out on the parade route. Show your support for the brave men and women who keep us safe and make us proud every single day. Register your UTV, ATV, motorcycle, go-kart, or even scooter by going to the Eventbrite page or at the Grand City Mall parking lot starting at 4.30. There'll be music, food and beverages, the Rydell Toy Shop will have some awesome cars on display, and there's things to do for the entire family with a 50-50 raffle too. It's the third annual Mayor's Back to Badge Ride Thursday, September 16th at the Grand Cities Mall. Go to the Eventbrite page to find out more. Show your support. Well, by the way, tomorrow Heather Novak from the United Way is back and so is Trike Wars. Yeah, we're going to be talking all about it and more. Hey, have yourself a great day, everybody. Remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. You'll never miss a show that way, especially like the Great Reset. Hey, the Grand Cities are an awesome place. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again. 